Hello, everyone. Welcome to Soulmates Podcast. I'm Emily. And I'm Rachel. Yay! Yay. Now it's my turn to be nasally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. More nasally than ever before. Does it ever end? It never ends. No. no. Happy 2020. Happy New Year. Whoop, whoop. It's only a few days in, but we're going to look back to December of 2019. So we're wrapping up 2019 in a nice little bow. Yes, honey. And we are kicking off the year right with our December K-pop roundup. It's the K-pop roundup. So we are actually backtracking a little bit into the end of November just because of the holidays and all that good stuff. We didn't get a chance to cover the end of November because we were recording early because of Thanksgiving. So we are backtracking a little bit into November for some releases. And that helps us out a lot, actually, because there were not a lot of songs released in December 2019, and a lot of them were Christmas special songs, (laughs) so they were very ballady. I thought you were going to say they were very shitty. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Not necessarily shitty, but not our cup of tea. They were very ballady, very like, I love you, it's a soft snowfall. In fact, Park Bomb and Sandar came out with a song that's called, like, The First Snow or The First Love Snow or something like that. That's very sweet and slow and ballady, but we don't really like that stuff too much. It's not our cup of tea. So I didn't cover any of those songs. However, like I said in November, if you like a K-pop artist, chances are they released some sort of song like this so you can feel romantic with them and listen to that song. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I just love that Dara and Park Bomb are just, like, releasing music together. Like, the girls of 2NE1 are still super tight. Yeah. Despite the disbandment, which I think is so rare, because a lot of the times, I, you know, I understand, these girls are thrown together. Yeah. They're co-workers. Right. They might not exactly be friends. They try to sell you the idea of, oh, we're we're all friends. But the girls of 2NE1 are legit friends. Yeah. That's nice. We'll revisit the concept of friendship later on in this, <laughs> in this podcast, specifically between the two anyone girls. But anyways, we are going to start by first describing what the K-pop roundup is, because if this is your first time listening to us, K-pop roundup is us reviewing the past month of Korean pop music that has been released. We talk about our top 10 songs that month, and then we give 10 honorable mentions in addition to that, which we cover a lot less than the top 10 songs it can get quite long yes so and we try to stick to like 30 minutes but this always goes over yeah so we're gonna try really hard to keep it at the limit but we're reviewing 20 songs in total and we are backtracking into november 28th for our first song it is txt's angel or devil I was really into the song. I'm surprised how much I like TXT, considering they're very, like, boyish, and I'm definitely not the demo for their fans. A lot of their songs are so catchy, and I end up really liking them. Um, This song included, I felt like the editing on this music video was good, but overall, it was a very boring video. Mm -hmm. The styling on this, I thought, was shockingly casual. I'm talking, like, sweats. Yeah. Like, sneakers. 
still very youthful feel. Like, I was like, oh yeah, like, I feel like these guys might be, like, hanging out after school or something like that. I still really like the song. Video, eh, just listen to it on Spotify. Yeah, I really liked this song too. TXT is owned by the same people that own BTS, so they have a good feel for what the American music scene is like, and I feel like this song would fit perfectly into what is currently being released in the American music scene. I like that the rapping was well incorporated, finally I've been listened to, and it didn't feel really awkward. (laughs) It actually felt like it fit with the song and it was supposed to be there. I agree with Emily that the music video was a little bit boring, but I did like the styling of them as kind of like boy next door because it makes them accessible to the viewer. Like, you could see yourself falling in love with them in high school or like dating them in high school. That sort of a vibe or like early college, whatever gender you are. You can envision yourself dating them because they look like any other boy on the street, you know? (laughs) yeah making it more accessible to the fans instead of you know having everyone look like taemin who looks like an untouchable god man (laughs) (laughs) he he looks like yeah like taemin looks like like a i can't even use my words to describe (laughs) how he looks taemin looks like an ethereal being most of the time he looks completely untouchable but these boys look very accessible and i think that was on purpose so yeah so on november 30th jy park released fever Rachel and I agree that the music video is very creepy. Yup. And if we're gonna be real, JY Park is a K-pop legend. Yeah. He's been around forever. He's very established. He's known for making these cheeky videos. I I can't remember the song, but the most memorable video I ever saw with him in, he's like watching this girl on a treadmill and it's just shots of her butt moving. And I'm just like, huh? Wow. Okay. <laughs> so so that's where that's like where I'm coming from. So he's always been a little meh, meh creepy. Yeah, okay, like He also, he's 47. Yes, he's 47. My main problem with this music video is that he's a 47-year-old man. And, you know, if you're 47 and you're dating somebody, if you're, like, still on the love scene or whatever, great for you. Good for you. Should you be making a hot, quote-unquote, sexy love song? In my personal opinion, no. Because it comes off a little bit creepy to be that, like horny that yeah to have that kind of sexual energy like you're still a teenage boy at 47 it's a little creepy to me and it's a little predatory honestly that's how it comes off to me i think the song itself flows really well and it's extremely jazzy and the music video can be funny at times with like the snooping neighbors like listening in through the wall to them like dancing which i guess is a metaphor for them having sex or something yeah i don't know but it's it's creepy because it or it comes off creepy because the shots are like her just like hanging up her laundry and then he looks over and she's like undressing in her robe and that's not what is actually happening. No, that's in his head. She's just like a woman going about her day and he's just <laughs> like, ah oh, man, she wants to fuck me. It's like she doesn't want to fuck you. <laughs> it's yeah. <laughs> I think that this video would be less creepy if the woman in the video was closer to his age. She's definitely younger i don't think 
20s, but significantly younger, which is giving it a predatory vibe. The plot of the music video is, hot woman moves in next door, and he fantasizes about her, and that's kind of it. I thought... I mean, at least there's a plot for the music video. At least there's that. Yeah. And I really thought the way that the camera captured the dancing, how it moved, was really dynamic. At one point, the woman does like a, a drop to the floor and the camera follows her. And I was like, oh, wow, that looked really cool. I was trying to find the good parts. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's, yeah. I didn't enjoy the song, personally. It's not for me. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just like, I was starting to accept it towards the end of the music video as what it was, but I just feel like it's creepy because the person that's doing the female vocals for this song is the artist BB, and she is 21, mm. and he is 47. The dynamic of them singing back and forth is really creepy to me, and I really can't you know, explain myself in any other way, except that is a gigantic age difference. And not to mention that BB is a very young up and coming artist and JYP is not <laughs> and has a lot of power in the music industry. It's just the power differential and the age differential together is really creepy to me. I really wanted to enjoy this song. I feel like if I wasn't watching the music video and I didn't know it was by J.Y. Park, I might be able to enjoy it a little bit more. But I put this on here mostly because I thought it was a little bit creepy. And I'm interested to see what you guys think. Did we miss something? Is this not creepy? Let us know. Let's move on. On December 8th, Lindsay released Peter Pan. Why don't we hide in a closet? Hide from the town tonight. Why don't we hide under bed? Hide from the town tonight. This lady, I haven't really heard much from her, yeah. but she has a very rich voice. Mm -hmm. The music video to me seemed very lonely. It's a lot of walking in empty hallways, empty spaces. Kind of made me a little sad. Yeah. This song, again, was not for me. <laughs> Sorry, I did not like it. I thought, I put this as one of the top songs because the way that it was shot is very artistic in its own way, too. I felt like the sets that they picked and the lighting that they did and how they followed her around all led to it feeling lonely like that. And it's almost like... I just felt a lot of emotion from her voice and also the music video because the music video was like her in very not familiar or cozy settings. She's like in a hotel hallway or like on a staircase or in a restaurant that's empty, you know, it's walking down the street. Like yeah, walking down an empty street. It's supposed to feel lonely and alone and dark like that. Her voice is so beautiful. I've never heard this artist before this month, and I'd be interested to hear more from her. I really like the lyrics that she does, because I think she can speak English fluently, because there's another song later we'll talk about in the honorable mentions that's completely in English. But her lyrics are like, why don't we hide in a closet, hide from the time tonight, hide under the bed, hide from the time tonight. I think hide from the time tonight is such an interesting lyric, because the music video really portrays that too, that she's alone and they wanted to spend more time together, but they couldn't. There wasn't enough time. I don't know if it was like a night fling or what have you, but it's just that the sadness hit different, you know, it hit different in this music video. I liked it. <laughs> All right, let's move right along to December 10th. 
our first of many CL songs we're going to cover, CL's Paradox. So this is like a lyric video. A lot of the songs she released in December were lyric videos, but the lyric videos were fucking great. Yeah. Amazing. This looked like an old school karaoke, like we're talking Asian karaoke where the thing is slightly off key and like it's a little fuzzy and it's like landscape shot, waves. It's just all a bunch of stock photos. Yeah. And I thought immediately of the Nori Bong here in Gainesville. Yeah. (laughs) And every time we've done karaoke in Japan, I immediately thought, I was like, oh, yeah, definitely. They hit the nail on the head aesthetically for that. Yeah. I thought that was so funny. But divorcing that from the song, the song fucking is so good. CL's voice is so good. I can't believe that... She was pegged as the rapper. Yeah. Just like Hyuna. Like, and Amber. And Amber, yeah. They all have beautiful singing voices. Let them sing. You don't need a rapper. Yeah, you don't need a rapper that only raps. I'm so glad that she got to release the music this month, really showcasing her talent, her Mm -hmm. diversity. Like, I'm in love with her. (laughs) I mean, essentially. There's no way else to put it. I love her so much. Like, her vocals on this song are out of this world. Like, you would not expect that from CL if you only listen to, like, Baddest Female or Hello Bitches. Like, it is such a departure from what she normally releases, but it is so beautiful. And the song is really cool. Like, all of the lyric videos she released, like, the lyrics are good. They're good. She wrote them herself. Mm -hmm. They're good. While she was in the YG basement. YG is fucking shook, okay? Like, (laughs) she just released, like, amazing songs. And that's just stuff that she wrote while she was imprisoned, basically. So I can't wait to see what she comes out with next. I'm very excited. Yes. CL, we love you. We love you. On December 11th, Holland released Loved You Better. So this video had English subtitles. I was like, yay! And I thought it had really, really great, empowering, inspiring lyrics. Mm -hmm. And it was good because you could actually read what he was singing. Yeah. And if it's going to be an inspiring song, you kind of want to know what the fuck he's saying. Yeah. One of the lyrics that I thought was really interesting was, Now I treat myself like a queen. And Holland is one of the very, very few openly gay K-pop idols. Yeah. Very few. And I just thought that was so interesting. He just dropped a bomb on gender roles. (laughs) Yeah, I think all of the imagery that they use in this music video is is very powerful. Like, him just being really upset and beat up. Like, clearly addressing bullying in his past, both verbal and physical. And also mental illness that he battled to be where he is today and who he is today. And... 
it was really moving because I read that he said that this song is something that he wrote to his younger self, for his younger self, that I wish I loved you better at that time. I wish that I treated my body better. I wish that I loved myself more before. And I just think that's such a great message, especially for, you know, LGBT youth in South Korea that don't really have anyone to look at that is South Korean and openly gay, but gets it, gets how hard it is to love yourself despite a society that maybe wants to shun you. So I really liked this whole thing, song and music video. It's very moving. You should definitely watch it. And in it, he, there's shots of him putting on makeup. He basically, oh, at the end, he's like in this awesome outfit with like black lipstick and like he is really working it. And you're like, yes, he started off small and he was able to basically do his butterfly metamorphosis into like the person and artist and creative entity that he always wanted to be. Yeah. It was really cool. It's awesome. All right. So also released on December 11th was Amber Lou's Ready for the Ride. So y'all know that we stan Amber. Her voice is so beautiful. I love it. This is a ballad. I thought it was boring. I'm sorry. <laughs> Emily, no! Not even the Cape Cod sweater tied on the shoulders could save it. Oh my god. Okay. So my comments were, <laughs> everything Amber touches is gold. She is flashing like a million times bisexual colors in the eye, in the smoke, in the background. I love you, Amber. <laughs> I love the lyric that says, I don't care what they say about me because you're the only one I need to see. It's so beautiful and I love this song so fucking much and her voice is beautiful and I think it is so fucking brave that this was gay. <laughs> it was gay! It was gay. It is so fucking brave to put a woman in your music video as a South Korean artist who just broke away from the music scene to be like, this is a woman, only a woman, in my music video about loving someone and wanting to take a risk and wanting to go for a ride and not caring about what people say, like, God, I love this girl so much. <laughs> like, I hope she didn't get a lot of backlash from that. And I'm sending all my love and support. Bisexual baddies forever. <laughs> we love you, Amber. As a bisexual woman, I'm like, yay, awesome. As someone who only likes bangers, I don't like this song. I'm sorry. I just... Emily, I, how dare you? <laughs> like, I love everything but the music. Sorry. Shake my head. I'm just gonna listen to Curiosity again. Okay. <laughs> Alright, moving right along to December 17th is CL again with her song, One and Only. So I thought this was a very interesting music video. I think this is a song that she wrote more recently. I could be wrong. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> but it seemed like the other songs that we're going to cover in this roundup were songs that she wrote when she was basically in YG imprisonment. 
and then just released all at once. But I think this one is starting the wave of her new music. Just because it was was released later in the month by itself with a music video that was more than just lyrics and images. So I think this is part of her new wave of music. I really like that she has non-Asian backup dancers and also that she's wearing a mask. And I tried to do research on what type of mask that was, but I couldn't come up with anything. So I apologize, but it's just a mask to me. To me, it looked kind of vaguely Buddhist. Possibly. I don't know. Question marks all around. It covered her whole face. (laughs) Yeah, I'm guessing there's some sort of theme with her not being present in the music video releases. They're all lyric videos, and then this one where she has a mask. Even in her lyric videos, you don't see her except for one, where it's only pictures of, like, her and her friends. Which I thought was great, but I wonder if she's trying to, like, take herself out of the equation, almost. Maybe. And then, I I don't want her to, though. Like, I love her. Yeah. I don't know. I I thought it was a weird choice, but hey, I liked the song. The dancing was really good. You can't deny she's a good dancer. Like, she was never the dancer, but she's still a good dancer. Yeah. And I guess, like, wearing a mask is one way of getting out of having to lip sync. Hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I really liked the lyrics of this song. A couple ones that stuck out to me were, you will never find a woman like me and brush you off like the dust you are. And also, but there is no one like me even if you circle the globe. So basically, either this is a middle finger to a past lover, or more likely, a middle finger to YG. Basically being like, I didn't need you, I'm unique, I'm the best there ever was, you will never find anyone like me ever again, fuck you. She's right. She is right. (laughs) She's right, and he's wrong. Yeah, I'm guessing this is a dick at YG, but it is disguised as a uh, angry lover song. Yeah, I think something that encapsulates this whole music video is a comment from user meme (laughs) on YouTube. And they said, this video is simple yet very captivating. Even if you can't see her face, you end up only looking at her. And that is true. My eyes did not leave her the entire music video. I was enraptured. Let's move along. On December 19th, Monster X and Sebastian Yarta released Magnetic. So Emily basically called it collaboration between a Hispanic artist and a K-pop group. Wow. wow. <laughs> Happened sooner than I thought. <laughs> Apparently. Happened before your prediction. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We just didn't know about it. But I I really thought this was a cool song and extremely catchy. Yeah. Monster X is like collabing with literally everyone. And I feel like they are the K-pop boy band to completely like take the initiative to release many, many songs in English. They did the chorus of this song, and the chorus was in English. Like, they're not speaking Korean. There was a little bit of Korean, but most of it was in English, like 95%. And then the rest was in Spanish. Yeah, but but the Spanish was only sung by uh, Sebastian Yatra, which I probably just butchered the fuck out of. But anyways, I really wish the Monster X boys would sing in Spanish, too. I feel like that would be really cool. You know, just be trilingual for me. But it, I, I just feel like it would be cool for them to even say, like, fucking, like, Senorita Amor or something, something, something. Because I feel like, you know, fans whose 
primary language is Spanish are being underserved by <laughs> things being mostly in English or in Korean only. I feel like they deserve Spanish songs too. And I would love to hear that. I think that would be a very interesting accent, <laughs> the, the South Korean person speaking, you know, Spanish, and it would just be a really cool thing to hear, in my personal opinion. I personally think that Monster X has the best diction for mm. English. Yeah. Like, if I wasn't able to pick up the subtle cues of, this is a K-pop song, Yeah, I think like the average person wouldn't even know. I don't think honestly, yeah, like they are that good. Um, the music video, unfortunately, was very weird to me. It was a 3D paper animation, which I know is very hard to do, but unfortunately, gives me South Park vibes, <laughs> which kind of ruins the aesthetic of the song for me. I really enjoy South Park, or at least I used to. I don't really watch it anymore, but yeah, I definitely got the "Come on down the South Park." <laughs> It's not the tone they wanted to strike with this music video. I I feel like they were trying to do, like, funky scrapbook, not South Park. Yeah. So they may have missed the mark on that. But you should definitely check out this really catchy song. Also on December 19th, NAFLA, N-A-F-L-A. NAFLA? NAFLA. Okay. (laughs) Released Merlot. I feel like NAFLA is like a one of those horrible hate organizations. Right, oh you know, <laughs> like NAMBLA. Or- no Americans, f- Florida, America. <laughs> <laughs> No Americans <laughs> farting lower than Africa. I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, Nafla is very goth. Full goth aesthetics without the black. So, imagine a goth without wearing black. He has facial piercings, like, gauges. I was, like, kind of shook. You don't really see it that often. Yeah. The song is, like, terminally chill. Yeah. It's too chill. It's- <laughs> Chill. No, it is. It's too chill, and I couldn't vibe with it because it was so chill. I was like, I need something. I need a little something. Nah. I- I'm just like a crazy speed demon who only likes bangers, but <laughs> sorry. <laughs> well, I put this on our top list again because it was Slim Pickens this month, but also because I really thought this music video was very interesting, and it's definitely not something I've seen before from K-pop. He is a very unique artist, and the way that the music video is shot is very, like, Pushing Daisies, Mm -hmm. but a little bit more toned down. Because Pushing Daisies, they were like, saturation levels, what's that? They were like, "Er," like, all the way to the right, like, fucking up with the saturation. (laughs) It wasn't like that, but but, but it was very, like, death in a very, I don't know how to describe that. Death in, in a very, like, 1950s way, where it was just kind of like... Pop art death. Pop art death. Thank you, Emily. (laughs) I will warn you, though, if you watch the music video at the end, you might be triggered because there's, like, a very slasher, like, him with a knife, like, stabbing his girlfriend. So just know that. (laughs) Going into it, I don't think that this artist condones intimate partner violence. It was just to be dramatic about, you know, her killing him in the music video starts and then him killing her at the end. So just know that. (laughs) 
But I definitely thought the concept of Merlot was interesting, and I loved that they just poured wine on him in the casket. I thought that was funny. <laughs> they were like, pour one out for my homie. On my homie. <laughs> <laughs> on December 23rd, Red Velvet released Psycho. Got me feeling like a psycho. I was like, hell yeah, I'm ready for Halloween in December. I was ready for Halloween in summer. Now I'm ready for Halloween in December. And it wasn't so very Halloween-y. I was kind of a little disappointed, especially with a name like Psycho. But their makeup. This is like the first time where I really took notice of the members' makeup. Irene's peach eye makeup, I was like, holy fuck, I need to do that to my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> and like Solgi's like deep brown lip, I was like, oh my god. Yes, queens. I mean, they always look good, but this video specifically, I really took notice of their makeup, and I thought it looked really good. I think because it was, like, winter colors, I guess. Yeah. Except the the peach is really springtime to me, but yeah. The styling besides the makeup, I thought was odd. It seemed very mismatched. I didn't like it. They didn't look very good. They looked kind of weird. <laughs> like, not mismatched, like... FX used to be. Yeah. But mismatched in, oh shit, we didn't have enough time to like fill out a real wardrobe. Yeah. I, I thought everyone looked really, really good from the shoulders up. Like, yeah, from the shoulders up, they were like, serving. The makeup and hair was fucking amazing. Like, at one point, Solgi has like kind of like <gasps> oh, a gold yeah. eyeshadow with like dark turquoise hair. And I'm like, fuck yes, bitch, work. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I agree with Emily. They use like a lot of Victorian lace dresses, which seem like cumbersome. And then when they switch to a different scene, it's like they're wearing shorter versions of it, but it looks bad and tacky <laughs> so yeah yeah they're wearing like black and white outfits but it looked like pleather it didn't look expensive or good and like ostrich feathers but not like enough to be glamorous <laughs> i guess that goes with like the i don't know i don't really know what they were going for with the psycho aesthetic other than just being kind of like glamorous but off maybe I don't like almost like a like a retired like circus worker or like a retired actress type of thing. It was it was very confusing. I couldn't tell if they were trying to reference the movie Psycho. Yeah, it wasn't a heavy enough reference, I guess, because I I was like maybe I don't know. I didn't get it. Fucking Wendy's blonde hair. Yeah, that looks good. I was like, oh my god, that's Wendy. Yeah. She looked. Very, very different. I mean, Wendy's so beautiful, she can pull anything off. But yeah. I was, like, shook at the blonde Wendy. Shooken. Yeah, and Solgi's voice in this was really good. I, Her in particular, I noticed. I was like, damn, girl, you sing it. Yeah. I thought Joy looked a lot different than she normally does. She's normally, like, a very round-faced, kind of, like, cheerful, bubbly, flowery type of... That's usually how they style her. But she was, like, very sharp mm -hmm. in this music video. It, it caught me off guard. I'm like, oh, is that Joy? Oh, that is Joy. Okay, weird. <laughs> um, but I still liked it. The song itself, I feel like, was a little haphazard. But I liked it overall. Like, it came together, but it seemed a little disjointed at first. It's not as disjointed as Zim Zalabim. No, it's 
God bless. It is not as disjointed as that. And their harmonies really had a chance to shine in this again, which I absolutely love. They're so good at that. I really liked the choreography for this. Yeah. It was small movements, but they had like a lot of payoff. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like jumping around everywhere. It was like creepy, but also like sexy. I really liked it. It was like sexy thriller. (laughs) Creepy sexy. (laughs) Yeah. I just, I thought it was really good. And this video is very simple. It's a box set. It's not Zim Zalabim with, like, CGI and stuff. Yeah. And I think it put more focus on the song, which it should. Yeah. That should be the focus of your music video, is the yeah. song. <laughs> I liked it. I liked it more than Zim Zalabim. I did not like it more than Oompa Oompa. But, hey, they can't all be, you know, they can't all be peekaboo. Yeah. Let's move on to our honorable mentions. Starting off on November 25th, Kong Daniel released Touchin'. This song really reminds me of a song Taemin would release. It has heavy James Bond reference in the video and a lot of Michael Jackson-esque dancing. It kind of had an M-Black vibe. I was like really into it. I'm like, somehow this is old school and new school at the same time. Hell yeah. On November 26th, One released Stone. This had a really nostalgic feel, and it kind of reminds us of a mix between rap and punk, which was, like, very middle school for us um, late 20-year-olds. There was definitely a very punk vibe for the video. I thought the video was actually very interesting. It had, like, a garage sound almost. Yeah. On December 1st, Blue D featuring Mino of Winner released Nobody. This music video is basically a constant zoom out from the frame on the wall and exposes different scenes. And after Mino is featured in, in the music video, it reverses and zooms back in. I thought the feature wasn't too jarring and was actually pretty well designed set wise. And I feel like I feel like Mino and Blue D together, they have good chemistry, so it wasn't super weird. December 2nd, Prism released Burn It Up, and someone get these girls some coffee, because these girls look sleepy as fuck. The music video was super boring. They they literally looked like they were asleep doing the dancing. They did. <laughs> and I could tell that there was no budget. Yeah. The song was okay, but y'all, you have to see this music video. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, there are dances we've done that have looked livelier, so... Anyways. On December 4th, CL released Done. We love how she got a bunch of popular and unpopular people to record little snippets of her song in like an Instagram story format, but the song is kind of forgettable, but we still like it. There were so many gays in it. There were. I I could just tell. (laughs) And I think it's cool because like she got, you know, fans and like her friends, like Park Bomb was in it. Yeah. So it was cool. On December 4th, CL also released Rewind. So this is like a scrapbook video. It seemed kind of like an apologetic, let's start over, like kind of video so maybe she's like i'm done being angry i'm ready to like start anew and it's just like a bunch of really adorable photos of her and 21 members and like big bang members like g dragon was there tae yang i'm not so hungry (laughs) (laughs) i just i was watching this video and i'm just like oh she is so beautiful yeah like that that was literally my first thought was holy shit she is so beautiful the song is good though on december 6th monster x released middle of the night This is a song entirely in English. I like how smooth it is. It's a very smooth love song, but the line about Motel 6 does not inspire sexiness. However, I thought this line was really cute, and it goes, If you want me to stay for the rest of my life, you got me, you got me. This is a definite departure from how Monster X normally sounds, but I really like it. On December 9th, Stray Kids released Levanter, and it's not my favorite Stray Kids song, which is Miro. 
but the course is okay, and the music videos seem like they were finally escaping a dystopian universe. Maybe they finally got out. I feel like they've been in dystopia for the last couple of music videos. Yep. Also, they were wearing, like, weird sweaters. Like, what's with the sweaters? I don't know. <laughs> On December 10th, CL released I Quit. This music video is super cool because the entire music video is performed ASL by deaf YouTube creators and other famous deaf people. However, I thought it was strange that it wasn't done in Korean sign language, but nevertheless, it was a very accessible video, which I love. And I love that this music video and lyrics are basically a big fuck you to YG. Yeah, the song is like pretty simple, but her voice really carries it. Yeah. On December 12th, Lindsay released Overdue, and this song is completely in English. She's really versatile. The music video isn't very interesting, but her voice is really good, and it's basically a pining love song, and the guy in the video is hot. He is. Okay, Rachel, let's wrap this up with our weekly K-pop recommendations, the first of 2020. Mine is going to be CL's Paradox. I am going to go with Amber Lou's Ready for the Ride. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. You can find Soulmates Podcast on Facebook, facebook.com slash soulmatespodcast. You can find us on Tumblr at soulmatespodcast.tumblr.com. Check us out on Instagram at soulmatespodcast. Check us out on YouTube at soulmatespodcast. Send us an email at soulmatespodcast at gmail.com. You can listen to our podcast anywhere podcasts are normally found. And whatever platform you're listening on right now, follow us, subscribe to us, whatever you gotta do to be notified of our episodes every time they are released. We release an episode every Friday, every single Friday, unless we are dead or it is a holiday. <laughs> yeah. Leave us a message on anchor.fm slash soulmatespodcast. You can leave voicemails. It's really cool. And we'll see y'all next Friday. Bye. Bye.